1: Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? It's Thursday, and Thursday is Guided Spirit Conversations Day. I'm Marla Goldberg, your host, and I am so happy to have Charles Paul Curcio with me today. Charles is a gifted healer since he was a young boy. He began his spiritual studies as a young man and used these principles to become a successful entrepreneur and self-made man. Charles is the founder and former CEO of Tire Kingdom in 1996. In In 1996, he retired from his business to devote his life to healing, teaching, and service to God. In work as a director and instructor at Delphi University, which you hear me talk about a lot, Charles teaches channeling, healing, metaphysics, and has taught and introduced many alternative healing therapies such as color and sound healing, crystal healing, sacred language, and laser crystal surgery. Charles is also the author of The New Day, an autobiography, Entrepreneur's Guide, and Spiritual Primer. Charles is also the president of the Church of Wisdom, which he and his lovely wife, Kimberly, are directors. He and Kimberly are the builders of the beautiful Temple of Wisdom Complex at Delphi. Charles is also the chief financial officer. You wear a ton of hats. Charles, welcome.
2: Well, I didn't realize I had that many
1: hats. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, Charles, I love to start at the beginning. Um, you said as a child you knew, but you didn't know you were healing. Do you have any, how did you know? What, what incidents has happened that gave you some inkling?
2: Well, you know, I used to work for my father. My father had a steak and hoagie shop in North Philadelphia. So every Saturday I'd work for my dad. And at dinnertime, I would go visit my grandmother who lived a couple blocks away. And grandma, you know, she had significant arthritis and she had the gout. And so I'd see her, and after I'd kiss her and say hello, she'd say, "Cha." she couldn't say Charles because she was Italian, so she called me Chata. She said, Chata, put your hands on grandma's knees. And so I would put my hands on her knees and she'd say, Oh, Dolly, that feels so good. Now put your hands on grandma's ankles. So what she was doing was having me do healings on her. And then every now and then she'd say, Come on, we go see, we go see Guma Sophie. She don't feel good. And she'd take me around the neighborhood. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why they, why they wanted me to put my hands on them, you know? And I'd forgotten the whole thing. And then one night I was working on a, a woman in our sanctuary who looked like my grandmother. The whole thing came flooding back to me. I said, oh my God, she was training me to be a healer unbeknownst to me. And it lay dormant for about 40 years before, before I really, you know, started to actually do that.
1: Yeah, but you have another story that I found so fascinating. One that had to do with your father. This was also before you sort of stepped into your healing shoes on a full-time basis.
2: Yeah, that's right. I, um, I like most healers, I started. With, uh, I started with Reiki. I learned Reiki, and I was, I was doing Reiki healings on anybody who would let me, like my children for athletic injuries, my mother-in-law, and um, one day I get a call from um, my brother-in-law, and um, he had told me about his brother-in-law's child who was. And she was born at six months. She was bleeding from the brain. and They were just oh, waiting for her to die. So, before so um, day before that, I'm having dinner with my dad. And, and my father had lung cancer at this point, but he was still mobile. And uh, so every time I'd see him, I'd hug him, and I'd send him love. And I I did, oh, God, maybe 100 healings on him. I knew we would work on a healer's cancer because he just couldn't let go of those thoughts that created it in the first place. Right. So So um, – my family was away in Colorado. Um, my wife had hired a cook for cook for me and dad, and so I came home. My dad was still mobile, so they drove to my house. so I came home after work that night and I walk in the kitchen and Steve, the cook is there and I said, "Steve, where's my dad?" and he says oh he said, he's in the living room, so I go see my dad, and I had just had a healing <laughs> you know that day, so I grabbed my dad and I put it, I held him in my arms and said breathed love into my heart and sent it to him. And after about the second breath, son of a gun, he dies right in my arms. His lungs deflate, his eyes go wide open. He goes, and literally dies in my arms. I, I, I knew it was surprising to me. I knew exactly what to do. So I set him back down on the sofa. I put my two fingers, my left hand to his temple, his right temple. And I started calling him back. I said, dad, no, it's not time for you yet. There's other things you need to do. And I did that for about two minutes. All of a sudden, he jumps up, <gasps> takes a breath, and says, all right, I'm hungry. Let's eat. <laughs> so I, said, I said, Dad, do you know what just happened? And he kind of had a puzzled look, and he said, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was just sleeping, but now I'm back. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, oh, great. So he runs into the kitchen, sits down, and starts eating. I go in the kitchen. Steve, the cook, had watched and seen all this, and he's trembling in the corner. I said, Steve, are you okay? He says, did did, did what just happened in there really happen? (laughs) I said, well, and I'm as calm as a cucumber, right? And I'm saying, well, Steve, what do you think happened? He said, he died, right? He died. And you brought him back, right? Right. And so I said, well, Steve, is that what you think happens? And he says, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I think that happened too. But as you can see, he's all right. He's over there chowing down. I'm okay, and if you're okay, why don't we just all sit down and have dinner? So we did. I never saw Steve again. He didn't even come back. From <laughs> so sometimes those experiences, you know, are, are, are more than you're expecting or, or can handle. I mean, I, 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 I was quite surprised that I was able to do this, and, um, you know, it, it really just kind of enhanced my desire to, to become more spiritual, to be a better healer.
1: And at this time, you had the Tire Kingdom, correct? You were doing the I Tire did, Kingdom yeah. and all yeah, those fun still, commercials.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was still having fun <laughs> making commercials. That was about the only fun. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I did. Uh, I was still working then, but I was really getting more and more involved in spirit, and and I was my, my desire was so strong to to to, to do more, to know more, to learn more. The more I learned, the less I knew. <laughs> and so I think that still goes on. But <laughs> I agree. So, you know, and I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, by God, that baby, by the way, that I was talking about, we were able to give her a healing too. She survived.
1: How wonderful.
2: Well, I found out later that uh, one of the nursery nurses had dropped her on her head. And that's why she was bleeding. And another nurse finally came forward. And, uh, but that was a, what a blessing. I mean, Mother Mary came in and, you know she guided me through that whole process and you know this was the day after i killed my dad mm. <laughs> so i was afraid basically. i wasn't afraid but i was worried about putting my hands on this baby so i went into the pediatric uh, icu at st mary's hospital you bon- know no, uh, good samaritan excuse me uh, hospital in west palm beach and uh, she was in the pediatric icu and i just started by putting one hand in the incubator that i was told by mary to do another and then After a while, I just had this little tiny thing in my hands. And the energy was so strong, I I could hardly hold it myself. And I swear, she just smiled and laid back and just took it in. And it lasted, I'm not sure how long, maybe 45 minutes or an hour. And then it just stopped, just like that. And I knew she was going to be fine. And I told her parents that. I said, look, don't worry about her. She's going to be fine. In 21 days, they're going to release her to you. Sure enough, twenty-one days later, they they did, and uh, so I was just so uh, I'm getting emotional. Now. I was just so uh, caught up in, in in this notion of God and love and, and service that uh, I realized that this would be my life coming forward.
1: Well, that's that's powerful, and this lucky, lucky young lady this, this, I'm assuming she's a young lady by now. She's got to be what twenty.
2: 23, 20 she graduated from college. The only problem she has, she has a slight motor, uh, uh, slight defect in the motor reflex in her left hand. That's it.
1: So, I mean, what a, what a miracle, you know, that, that Mother Mary was able to guide you to heal her. And she only has a little, you know, impediment with her hand.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting, too, that she was born on the same day as I was. So I took that as a sign.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah yeah definitely signs are so important symbols and signs are so important to pay attention to don't you agree I do I, that's
2: how God speaks to us through symbols through signs through intuition you know that's how God the universe communicates with us and so yeah I think the trouble is most people don't pay attention I sometimes kick okay. myself in the butt I get, I get an intuitive spark or you know or an insight and I don't follow it like yesterday <laughs> I mean simple things too little things like um Yesterday, uh, I wanted to. Uh, I went on a. I went on a, a trip. I drove to North Carolina and back, and all of a sudden, my nav system doesn't work. My phone. Won't. I can't get Siri on the phone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that morning, I don't know why. I printed out the directions, and I said, "Oh, I should take these with me." But I did it. But my intuition was telling me that I should. Even little things like that. I mean, you know, uh, we should just pay attention.
1: But a lot of people say, "Oh, only if you have the ability to be psychic or intuitive, whichever word you want to interchange with." But really, everybody has this. Isn't this the case?
2: Everybody has spiritual gifts and abilities. Uh, uh, some some are more, uh, say, more clairvoyant. More some are clairsepti and some are clairaudient. Others may have other gifts like scent and smell and taste. Um, but we all have these spiritual abilities. They were incorporated into our physiology on our journey to the earth. You know, earth isn't the first place we came to. It's right. the last place. <laughs> and uh, so uh, so everybody has them in varying stages of development. Most people don't know they have them, you know, but every one of us has had uh, some intuitive uh, episodes like, oh, I, I just knew something or I, I felt it. And, you know, it's a question of, first of all, we're all children of God, we're humans trying, we're spiritual beings trying to be human. And so these spiritual gifts, are the, the na- our nature is, is, is spiritual. And so we can access these gifts from the divine, but you have to make a connection in order to do that. You know, I, I tell students, uh, you can't get the gifts of the divine unless you get the download. And the download you keep in meditation. I mean, that's one of the simplest way through any kind of spiritual expression. You can make that connection. I do it I do it in healing, and I do it in meditation. But, you know, it's making that connection that allows your higher self to give you those gifts, those gifts of light, those gifts of healing, those spiritual gifts. It's, yeah.
1: it, and it's truly making a difference. It's But it's clearing your head out. That's why when you ask a question, and then all of a sudden you're driving, you're taking a shower, and boom, you get your answer. Yeah, it's, it's because crazy. your mind is empty. You're not thinking of ruminating over all the stuff you normally that normally fills the space.
2: Well, the mind is a wonderful thing with limits. The mind is great. Without the mind, we couldn't have an ego. We couldn't have a self. We couldn't, we couldn't be an I, an I am. Without the mind, the mind enables us to have thoughts, to have a, a attitudes, to have a, a, a understanding of who we are, what we are so we have this mental body that enables us to not just identify and create our own ego, but it's what we create with, you know, your your world is a reflection of really of your thoughts and feelings. So so you have low thoughts and feelings, you have low, you have low experience. If you have higher thoughts and feelings, you'll have higher experiences. So, you know, it's important to, you know, if you want to change your life, you change your mind.
1: It's so true. I I say to some people who are in my, you are close to me, family members that, you know, the things you do and say are a reflection of how you feel about yourself, about yourself, level of self-love, acceptance.
2: Mm-hmm. And the universe is going to validate what you what you want, what you think, what you expect. They're going to give you that. You know,
1: <laughs> can you explain how that works for, for people who may not be aware of how your thoughts and actions and, and projections are, are like magnets to bring the same to you?
2: Well, we're, all of us are like, we're like a broadcaster, a transceiver. We both send out and receive signals. One of the fundamental laws of energy is like attracts light. So if you're putting out fear, you're putting out insecurity, you're putting out, so God God knows what, whatever energy you're putting out there, you're going to attract thought forms and energies of the same vibration. And so, you know, if a person says, uh, I hate myself, then she's going to attract self-hate. But if a person says, I love, I love nature, then they'll attract something greater than that. The love of nature is one of the easiest ways to recognize God without actually committing yourself to doing it. I, I used to laugh. The existentialist, I was really, it's John Paul Sartre. And you know, it was interesting, there's two groups. One group was theological, so they believed in God. The other group were atheistic. They didn't believe in God. But you know, it was amazing about the atheistic ones. Every one of them had a love of nature. <laughs> Which is really, you know, after we separated from from the Godhead, I mean, our first step back into recognizing and 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 interacting with God was through nature. You know, shamanism was the first spiritual expression that, that occurred after we came to the planet.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. I was yeah. that's interesting.
2: So I thought these guys were just a little behind the curve. <laughs> 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 I was behind the curve until I had my wake-up call, and I think so many of us are. We we, we get so preoccupied with life and and duty and, and, and jobs and uh, leisure that uh, we don't we don't we don't so they, as they say we don't stop to smell the roses.
1: That's why a lot of people tend to wake up in their late forties or early fifties, because a lot of their duties have have been done. You've raised your children to a certain age. You've worked your butt off to for you know, a period of time, and all of a sudden now you have this wake-up call, and it happens different ways for different people. Sometimes your world has to collapse and you have to hit bottom. Now, that's my experience before I found my spiritual path. Other people have other experiences that bring them to them, but it's usually after those duties are completed. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, The wake-up age for men is typically between 45 and 50 and with a strong male energy and a woman the same thing's going to happen uh, at, at a time when they should be celebrating their lives they paid the mortgage they got the kids out of the basement you know at a time when they should be celebrating they're 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 not you see men men don't have the ability to value things the masculine energy doesn't value things it takes the feminine energy to do that so typically for a man you know something happens in life uh, he gets sick, he takes a sabbatical, goes middle aged crazy. There's a funny movie with Bruce Stern. He went middle aged crazy, bought a Corvette, quit his job, and started wearing his old high school football helmet around. <laughs> but anyway, but this is when the feminine shows up. But the feminine is not very happy about being shelled for 25 or 30 years. So she comes, she comes. The, the archetype is called the hideous damsel. So she comes and sells him metal how useless his life has been. But and, and so she denigrates him, but that's not why she's there. She's there to put him on the path. And so, you know, so if he, if he accepts and embraces his feminine, then all of a sudden his whole, see, a man has to get childlike, and then the feminine shows up, and that's what leads him to God. But he has to get childlike in order to do that. He has to have... Re- re- he has to gain back that innocence that he had once as a young boy, and and for for women, it, it's a similar archetype that they've got a strong male energy. We're all male and female, right? You, know, I, yeah, you may be a woman, but you know, I mean, we, we both have masculine and feminine energies. Christ consciousness is the marriage of those two; is the harmonic blending of masculine and feminine.
1: I love it. Let's hang on to this for a second. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more with Charles Kersia.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My f-ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, dot B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original scream pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D, B-E-R-R-G dot com It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you are invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is conversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in. I am speaking with Charles Paul Curcio. Charles is one of the directors of Delphi University up in McKaysville, Georgia, and I say up because it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and he is a gifted healer, he is a teacher, he is in service to God, and we are talking everything about metaphysics and uh, lessons learned and male-female balancing energy, so welcome back, Charles.
2: Wow, that's a hard act to follow.
1: Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've got a lot to offer. When we, were, when we went off to break, we were talking about the male and female energy and how you, you, you really need to balance where we, because it was about coming to our spiritual paths later in life for many people. And so how does one realize how, if when they're off balance, when they're <laughs> masculine or they're feminine, feminine is way taken over?
2: Well, everything seems to go wrong in life, I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, men have a strong male directive energy. And, and you know, that's necessary. A, woman, a woman's going to face challenges in life, for instance. And if she doesn't have her male energy, she's not going to be able to deal with them. Uh, by the same token, a man, a man has lacked sensitivity until he embraces that feminist aspect of himself. You know, it's interesting. The first miracle of Christ was the wedding feast at Cana. And they want to talk for paragraphs about the wedding dress, the garment of the bride and how it was radiant and color-ridden glow. And does anybody really think they were talking about the wedding dress? He was talking about the mystical marriage, the marriage of the, the non-physical marriage of the masculine and feminine within. The end the re, and result of that produces Christ consciousness. And so he, and he talking, when he was talking about the wedding garment, he was talking about the light body. The effect that's created, the, the the effect that's created through that unification of male and female, you know, without that you can't be whole, and you know, so it's really the journey is about wholeness, and the end game, the payoff for the for the journey is is Christ consciousness.
1: It's true. We've got a caller. So Deb in Nebraska, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much.
3: I was listening to your story, and it was so incredible about your father. I just wanted to say, God bless you. That's amazing. Um, And you you talked a little bit about intuition and following downloads and things that you get um, from the spirit world. And it's interesting because I think over the last year, I've definitely been going through what you call a spiritual awakening. In fact, the other night at like 3.33 in the morning, I woke up. Just out of nowhere, set up so quickly, and I had like a download, and all I remember the download was like God saying to me, "I, my child, I will always take care of you." And then I woke up. It was uh-huh. so strange. <laughs> and,
2: well, uh, you got to watch those numbers three, three, three. That is definitely the Quest right, Library,
3: right? Well, and and as I was listening to your talk about your father, I looked at my radio on my car and it's eleven eleven. when you were telling that story.
2: How cool. Well, I, I think that must have meaning for you for sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I, I think, you know, in addition to maybe a question or a comment, I just you talk about intuition and over you made a comment about how when you first started getting into this, you couldn't learn enough and that's the way I feel like a sponge. I can't absorb enough Information. I'm just fascinated about, you know, all kinds of things in the spiritual realm, um, the Reiki, the past life regression and many other things. And I just wondered if there's any uh, tools or anything you could, I know I, I've recently gotten into buying a lot of crystals. So when I meditate, I hold crystals in my hand. But is there any type of guidance or anything you'd tell me that would help me?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, first of all, it's like this whole new world is opening up for you, right? I mean, oh my God, you know, I didn't know these things existed. <laughs> and I, so, I, so didn't you know,
3: I didn't either.
2: Yeah, no, I was actually speaking for you, but, uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's like you get excited, you know, all of a sudden the door is opened and, um, by the way, how did, how did you happen? How did it occur for you? Everybody has some type of experience, or wake-up call, as we call it. How did it happen for you? What, what changed in your life? That,
3: well, the, the, it's that interesting. Extent? Over over the last two years, my husband died. He went into the hospital, had a had a uh, back operation. The next day, he had a spinal leak. The next day, he, they had to do quad, quadruple bypass because he had a heart, silent heart attack. Spent six weeks in the hospital, came home, and died on my basement floor. Really? Well, that'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, um, and it was really. This was two years ago now in April, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I was trying to do, you know, I know his spirit's probably still in our in our home where he died, and so that kind of got me started thinking about all the all the different energy and vibrations and intuition, and I I'm always studying about all this. I love Marla. I love her shows. She's so helpful with all this stuff. And I just can't learn enough. Um, I made a friend with a psychic medium who she and I have had conversations about my husband and that's been helpful. But it's all just sort of unfolded and the downloads and the intuition that I have is just getting stronger and stronger every day. And I feel so blessed because I consider this such a gift.
2: It is indeed a gift. you meditate?
3: Yes, every day.
2: Yeah, good for you. That's how you get the download. <laughs> you plug in, you get the well, download. The other, day,
3: the other day, I was meditating, and I asked the universe to send me a red cardinal as I started meditating. And when I got done meditating, I opened my curtain in my bedroom window, and there was a red cardinal sitting in my birch tree right outside my bedroom window, just Staring up, like it looked like he was staring in my bedroom. It
1: was so
2: freaky. Ball court. <laughs> you called for it, so there it was.
1: For <laughs> uh, your cardinal.
2: <laughs> I love cardinals too, they're my favorite <laughs> bird. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, and I always seem to see a lot of cardinals where I live, and little bunny rabbits have been sick lately, but cardinals mm-hmm. and a lot of hawks.
2: Oh, wow, they eat the cardinals. <laughs> Uh, they're, pretty good. they're pretty good at evasion. I've, I've, seen, that. I've seen it before. Uh, when you work with crystals, uh, I can give you a tip on what to do with the, in meditation with crystals. First of all, take okay. it's got to be a quartz crystal. And it's got to fit in your hand, and you've got to be able to turn it. Clear quartz works the best. Okay. So just breathe through your nose. Turn that crystal in your hand. What happens when a crystal connects with uh, human energy? It changes polarities. It goes from a sender to a receiver. So just so, you'll feel it get sticky in your hand, and that's how you know it connected. So just keep turning and breathing, and point the termination to your third eye. Just rotate it until you feel the energy just connect or lock. You may feel light from your third eye to the crystal, or vice versa, the crystal to your third eye. Then you're going to take two deep breaths. You're going to pull your consciousness into the back of your head, and you send it into the crystal twice. Then you're going to find yourself inside that crystal, and there'll be a number of doorways or portals. Just find the one you're attracted to, go through it. And typically something's going to happen in there. It could be a past life. It could be, you might meet some of your spiritual friends. And so you're doing a, you explore there and you literally just come back out of that room or that, where the door led you and just withdraw your, put the crystal back up to your forehead, withdraw your consciousness. And you'll be good to go. I think you'd be very surprised at how, uh, uh how, uh, significant those type of journeys can be
3: okay thank you i recently i was been drawn to moldavite yeah. lately so i bought a moldavite ring and a moldavite necklace and i love it
2: yeah the moldavite's off planet you know that's not uh that's a, powerful right. a meter hit pole in the 16th century that created moldavite some I've people heard about it, that. You know, yeah, some people can't handle it, and it really uh, upsets their system. It's kind of interesting that, that, that you like it, and that's, that's a good sign. I will continue to work with it.
1: Deb, thank it. you, well, thank so, you much. so much. We thank appreciate you. you calling in. I appreciate your conversation. Thank you. Have a wonderful have, day. Thanks, you too, Deb. We have Beth from Geneva, New York, wanting to talk to you, Charles. Welcome, Beth.
2: Hey, Beth.
1: Hi. Hi,
4: Marla. Hi, Charles. You, I don't know if you remember me, Beth Lynch from Delphi, 1994, 5. Beth, <laughs> who could forget um, you? That,
3: oh. How are but you? I was
4: telling Marla, well, I'm good. I was telling <laughs> Marla how my, my color and sound class with you was one of my most terrifying moments in my life, <laughs> but I haven't shut up since.
3: Don't tell <laughs> anybody was sure. I that
0: first rod, you know?
4: Yeah, it was my first introduction to color and sound and frequency in my throat chakra. So thanks for that, because I've quite busy wow. using it for the last two decades.
2: <laughs> You've a long way since then, Beth, That's
4: for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a great class. Do you still do that class there? I imagine you do, or it may have I, I sure. someone. Yeah, great class. Highly recommend it. I send a lot of people, share a lot of Delphi love with people, and just good to hear your voice and. You know all good things, I guess. Uh, I'd like to get there someday again. Never oh, know. Okay. I'm moving back to Florida, to Florida, so I'm relocating in May.
2: Wait
4: on well, we're going to relocate back to Florida because we moved up to New York about twenty years ago to be with my mother in law when she was ill, and now twenty years later, we're going back to Florida, so now Delphi is an easy drive away. <laughs>
2: You were from Fort Lauderdale, right, in that area, Western Broward.
4: Yeah, I lived in yeah I lived in Hollywood. I was down there for about twenty years. When I came across Delphi, that's where I was living, and in the nineties, and and then like two thousand, we had to move back here, and then we just never were able to turn around and go back. But now, twenty years later, see, there's no time. Follow your dreams, and. <laughs> And that was a nice, wow. I enjoyed listening to your guidance to that lady with the crystal. I'm going to do that little meditation later. <laughs>
2: cool. I think you'll really like it. It really is very effective. One thing I forgot to tell her is yeah. when she sends consciousness this into it, put your hand back down in your lap. You don't have to hold it at your third <laughs> eye. <laughs> right.
4: Got you. Got you. Well, um, yeah, it's good to hear your voice. And please give Kimberly a hug and my love. And I love staying in touch with everybody on, you know, the social media, Facebook, whatever. You never leave. You never leave Delphi once you've been there. Yeah, as you know, Marla, because I know you've been I, there
1: now, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> I think I've been there six yeah. times in one year.
4: Yeah, well, I, think, I think when well, I did it, did it, it was three really close <laughs> together, and then I got pregnant, and that changed a lot of things. <laughs> okay, for me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. well, I'm so glad, Jenny. Well,
4: yeah, I'm glad I got to call in. I just left the high school doing meditation with them for a couple hours, so I I saw the email and I'm like, oh, I want to call in and say hi. <laughs> so thank you, and oh, still grateful for all the energy and love you opened me to over there, Charles and Delphi. Always, and here we are, 2021.
1: That was
2: 1994.
1: Wow, <sighs> crazy. The time flies. Yeah. We were <laughs> just talking about how fast time goes.
2: Yeah, time does fly. Mm-hmm. You're bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Many blessings, yeah. Beth. Continue to-
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. You too. Give everyone my love. Bye Marlo. We'll talk soon. Bye. We will. Take care, Beth. Bye-bye. Well, Beth brought a perfect segue in. Let's talk about Delphi University. Ooh. I know that we were laughing before we got on how you know you you went for a class and pretty much moved in and haven't uh-huh. left since.
2: That's true. I didn't even know what I was coming to class for. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know how I got to Delphi? I you know, don't. Like, the, like our earlier caller talked about how you get excited and, and you, this whole new world opens up and all that. So I went into a bookstore. And um, one of my sons calls me up and said, hey, Dad, there's a, a new age bookstore that just opened up. And he says, I know you're into that stuff. He actually said, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, so I thought I'd call you and tell you. So I, I go to the place uh, the next night after work. It's about five or six. I walk in, and and and, and the woman, the owner, Karen Walter, she's looking at me, and she and I'm thinking she recognizes me from the TV commercials I was doing, right? But she says to me, she says, "You need to go to Delphi." I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm compelled to tell you. She says, "I may have a brochure. Let me go look." So. She resurfaces about 10 minutes later with a piece of paper that says in-depth channeling at the Arthur Ford Academy at Delphine. So I, I take this piece of paper. I collected uh, maybe another dozen or so brochures. Like all people knew on the pad, I'm a collector.
0: So I, take that,
2: <laughs> so I take the pile and I add it to the huge pile uh, on my desk. So that, that next morning, I walk into my office. I trip. I catch myself on the desk. And the pile goes flying off except for this piece of paper, it pops out and it spins slowly three times. <laughs> and i said, say, wow, that was weird. But I blow it. Like most people, you know, these uh, uh, supernatural type of events, you just kind of, ah, I must've been having a hard day or something. So I put it back in the pile. An hour later, my administrative assistant, she walks in, she trips and, not, and catches herself, does the same trick, catches herself on the desk. must be the spiritual trip, right? <laughs> catches herself on the desk. The pile goes flying by, and this, this brochure, it's really just a piece of paper, pops out and goes in the middle of my desk, and it spins slowly three times. I said, "Bet, did you see that? She said, yeah, that was pretty weird. I said, yeah, hey, I know. Here, call this place. I'm going to go there. So that's how I got to Delphi, go the spinning <laughs> brochure. <laughs> and so at that point, any sign I was accepting, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah, okay. And so I, I wound up at Delphi. It's kind of interesting. I started my classes at Delphi the day after I retired from the kingdom. Oh, wow. The day after. Well, you know, I, I uh, turned in my notice, and then they asked me to leave. Uh, so, so thank you. <laughs> so, it, it, like, one life had ended, then the next one had just begun. And so, I did go to Delphi. What an amazing place.
1: And little said, did you know where it would where lead you. you.
2: I had no idea. I, I just knew I was... I was really juiced up about spirit and God and I was going to follow that no matter what. And, um, so I, so I, I I came to Delphi, I was here two weeks, uh, the first time and, uh, I left and, uh, two months later I was here for good. I was kind of directed here anyway. I, you know, I was told by someone that you're going to go to a spiritual school and, Wish they couldn't tell me where that was. <laughs> I was told by another reader that I was going to divorce my wife and move to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Well, I hadn't, you know, I, I had none of that was in my mind or my consciousness, you know, at least not at that point. And uh, so I had all these clues. And then I was told by uh, an astrologer that all of these circumstances you're feeling are going to culminate in the beginning of August. I came here August ninth, 1995. Wow. They're going to culminate in. You're going to find the place you've been looking for, and so I came to Delphi. You know, Delphi has been around almost fifty years—a
1: yeah, long time.
2: Yeah, I started out as the Arthur Ford Academy, and um, then it, it evolved into Delphi University. When I got here, we, uh, you know, we created the Temples of Wisdom and Healing and Light, and uh, fortunately, because of my business success. I was able to do, do some things here that, you know, I might not have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to do. And, um, so, you know, we're, we're sitting here the, where uh, uh, the three States, North Carolina, Georgia, and, and Tennessee come together We're in an energy vortex. Uh, this is the old Cherokee ceremonial grounds where our is located. And, uh, underneath the ground here are uh, deposits of copper and silver, <laughs> still looking for the silver, <laughs> but, but, Copper-based minerals, I know why we're here, and and not just the fact that the the area has been spiritual for a long time, but copper-based minerals reveal blocks, mental blocks, emotional blocks, physical blocks in people. So it's no wonder that this is where we finally wound up, where the school wound up. Started out to be a vacation home for Patricia and Marshall. And they just started adding buildings as they were able to, you know, and it was was always been a struggle, not a struggle per se, but you know, uh, uh, it, you know, you have to really work hard to be successful.
1: Yeah, that's true. Charles, we have to put you on hold for one second. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. We're going to have more with Charles Curcio, and we're going to talk more about Delphi University.
2: Voice America
3: is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead
5: and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My f-ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original scream pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com
1: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is GuidedSpiritConversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I'm with Charles Paul Curcio. He is one of the directors of Delphi University. He is a healer, teacher, and he's an obedient, I hope you all don't mind me using the word, you know, servant to God and, and wants to do God's work. And so welcome back, Charles.
2: Thank
1: you. I know I'm this sure is charity.
2: You,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I think so you're I'm pretty obedient. You,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I think you're pretty obedient. You've been doing this now.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and growing and, and sharing for, what, 25 years? You've You've A long time. 25
2: years now, yeah.
1: But this is charity shout out time. So I want to hit charity shout out. Yours is Little Sisters of the Poor. And let's talk about Little Sisters of the Poor a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think they really do good work. I mean, they help people in need. They help people that are old. You know, they. Uh, it's funny that I would uh, endorse a, a Catholic charity. I'm an ex-Catholic, um, but I'm a former Catholic, not an ex-Catholic. I don't guess she ever become an ex-Catholic. But uh, um, but I, 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 the religious affiliation doesn't matter to me at all. It's, it's really what they do. I think when we start to Look at people not for what they are, but really for what they do and you see their character and not their their uh, appearance. I, I think that, that you have a whole different attitude. If you can look in somebody's eyes and see their suffering and feel compassion, I think that's really a, a milestone in, in, in existence, you know, because then all of a sudden you're looking through the eyes of God, which happen to be your own.
1: It's so true. It's so true. So this Little Sisters of the Poor, check them out at littlesistersofthepoor.org and see how you can help them out as they are helping those less fortunate. Charles, you have a fan club. We've got Vicky and Virginia waiting for you. So let's go Vicky. to Vicki and Virginia.
6: Hello? Hi, Vicki. Hi, I have a question for Charles and actually for both of you, I guess. Uh, I am a engineer by career, which is uh, kind of antithetical to the spiritual side, as you <laughs> because of my rational brain. Uh, and I'm retired now. I'm in my sixties, but I have uh, taken. I've started to. I know this sounds weird, but I can. I can kind of see, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, I can see deceased people, uh, around others sometimes, and I can, I receive messages of love to their family members. And so I took a, a mediumship one class, just out of, on a whim and i was it was recommended to me that i go to delphi but i'm doubting this because of my engineering background so my question is what do you do for people like me i'm also a catholic christian and uh i receive love in these messages and i want to give this, this these messages of love to these people but I, my brain is also doubting what's going on so how do, how do we deal with this it, and is Delphi a good fit for someone like me uh,
2: you know it's interesting uh, one of our founders was an engineer and he was uh, he worked for Kimberly Clark paper companies for executive vice president um, it, it's about it's about relaxing that mind you know you can't I, when I first started meditating, meditate people say oh put your thoughts out of your mind how do you do that I've never learned how to put them out. I've j- had learned how to relax into it. You know, people from all walks of life come to Delphi. I mean, I, I'm telling you, you name it, we've got somebody from that profession. We've even had a, even had a, a, a couple of nuns. We had a rabbi once. <laughs> you know, so it's it's not about what you do. Uh, you know, and I, I know you have a sharp mind and a analytical mind, but uh, that 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 won't be a deficit. You know. Don't let your subconscious block your progress. Whether you come to Delphi or not, that's not material. What's important is that you follow and stay on that spiritual path. You know, so uh, we've had engineers come through before, and, and and we will in the future. We've had big thinkers, and we've had uh, uh, others that are more, uh, uh, how do I say it, uh, more, they, they, they run more with their feeling nature. Not too many men do that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, so we, we, we accommodate whoever comes. You know, Delphi is not for everybody, but everybody who wants to uh, enter into the spiritual path or, or, or continue and enhance their, their abilities, they can come here and, and, and we can teach them how to do that.
1: And I'm just wanting to jump in, Vicki, and just add my husband's an engineer and he was a non believer until he married me. And now he's going up to Delphi. Next in uh, the month of May, so it you know it's it's truly not who you are. That's what you do. So if you can like Charleston, relax your mind and just go with the flow, and open and just be open. It's amazing what you would learn.
6: Okay, yeah, because I sense I can sense the feelings and where people are at, and I can feed off of that. So it's. And and I have no desire to make a career of this. I just want to help people. I've already had a career. So that's not my interest. My interest is just in sharing the love that I'm getting from the other side. And so that's it, that's why it was recommended that I go there by somebody who's already been there. And I just wanted to know if it was a good place for me with the background that I have. So... Uh, Thank you for that information. Well, thank you, Vicki. I appreciate
1: you calling in and hope to see you at Delphi. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Vicki.
1: Okay. We've got Patty in Green, Ohio waiting on the line for you, Charles. Hey, Patty. Hi guys. How are you? How are you doing?
2: We're good. We're rocking here. In the, uh, it's, raining in it's a rainy day in Georgia. But I don't know what
5: it's like. Oh, so it's a nice, it's, we finally have a nice day in Ohio. So um, I'm just, I've never heard of this place and um, loving everything that you're saying. And I love Marla. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing today.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Delphi is the best kept secret in the world.
5: I' yeah. I'm heading down to Florida um we're going to be leaving Friday night my daughter lives down there, so I'm going to be coming down for a week but um I am going to be looking into this and um, I think it's like divine intervention you know when you like when the letter spun around three times on your desk i'm going to be yeah. there's a sign, so I'm going to be looking at some things and uh, i appreciate appreciate you being on today
2: Well, we hope to see you here um you know it, what really uh, why we're here why we do what we do is we we, we we witness and experience the transformation and the people that come through it's quite miraculous you know I mean, the, the difference between when a person comes and uh, when they finish it's it, it's unbelievable i mean I, i'm still i'm still uh how do i say it, enamored with it because it's just it just it's, it's it's always miraculous each time and it, it, it's not like you know somebody turns on a light all of a sudden a person transitions from one place to the next and i, I think that'll happen for you here too it happens for everybody i think
5: so I think so. I think so. I mean, I, you know, I have a, a business in Ohio, but, um, you know, there's always room for growth and there's always uh, divine connections. So I'm looking forward to it and um, I will search you out. Sound good?
2: DelphiU.com.
5: <laughs> I got it. I got it on my computer in front of me. All right. You guys take care and thank you. Patty, thank thanks for you. calling in. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye, Marla. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care.
1: Well, Charles you have a fan club
2: oh wow (laughs) never had one of those before
1: (laughs) oh i don't know after those commercials okay everybody i want you to go check out charles commercial on youtube what would it be tirekingdom.com under tire kingdom or charles curcio on youtube
2: actually chuck curcio is what i used to call myself
1: okay chuck curcio Oh my God, you will, you know what, there's nothing better than laughter to raise your vibration and you will just get into these commercials and laugh and really sort of raise up.
2: They're really bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're fun. But every... I, I, I,
2: I tell people the only fun I had in business was making those commercials. <laughs> I really um, think they came out well.
1: Well, it's an outlet. It's an outlet. It's a creative outlet and you were, you were Great at helping to create. I know you told me you were part of the creative force behind the commercial. So that was wonderful. Well, it looks like our time is running down. I do want to have you back if you're willing. Um, if you want to check out Charles, to, um, you can check out DelphiU.com to find out about the school, the program. It's um, it's phenomenal. You can you can tell I talk, I talk about it because I go there uh, for continuing education. I've been doing this 20 years and I'm Going for more education and learning more and opening up more and thanks to Charles and the whole community up at Delphi. It's like a little womb, like a comfortable womb. That's how I feel about the energy up there. Um, So thank you so much for participating in this. Where else can they reach you? Your direct email address is, is it Charles?
2: Yeah, Charles Mm -hmm. at Delphi U in my direct email is uh, amoredeo at aol.com a-m-o-r-e-d-e-o so if Amore. you have been... <laughs> amoredeo. <laughs> <Lord. laughs> amoredeo yes
1: that's what is that love
2: means to love the lord
1: lord so if you want to reach out to charles directly and ask him any questions please feel free charles thank you so much i'm so grateful that you're here today and that we're able to have some of these these stories come to light Um, I want to thank everyone at voiceamerica.com for all you do, helping me get the show up and running and and keeping me on schedule and on time. I want to thank Bridget for all you do for me. You're my right arm, my left arm. I'm so grateful for you each and every day. I am grateful for you, the listener, for taking time out of your day, out of your life to participate in this by listening, watching, however it is. so grateful. I want to remind you that I'm doing a 30-day meditation challenge. Check it out on my website, Marla MarlaGoldbergWith2Rs.com. And feel free to check it out and sign up in advance so you can get your promotional pre-run discount. Anyway, until the next time, as always, I send you love, I send you blessings, I send you gratitude. Know how loved you are, know how grateful I am that you're in my life and whatever capacity. You're in it. And I want you to, uh, I'm sending you wishes to stay well and stay happy. Till the next time. Take care.